Hello, and welcome to a Mind Matters podcast presented by A Light for Change, where we discuss the who, what, where, why, and how we as a community can make positive changes. The when is up to all of us, and it starts with you. Before I start, let's get into a joyous mood with a question from the world of joy cards. The question is, was there a time you found joy in a distressing situation, and how did you do it? I tried to diversify my examples, but I cannot deny the power of joy I saw in the most distressing of times, when my eldest became an angel. I was completely devastated, but my community surrounded me with joy. They made sure we were fed. They came in hordes with hugs. They shared story after story of how amazing my son was, and they reminded me that I should not take blame when I loved with abundance. Joy was felt as each tear shed, creating a pool of inspiration that glistened with the impacts each person felt and made. Joy extends from that moment of treachery and how my son's light continues to shine as inspiration for others to do the same. Joy is lived in his honor by sharing the powerful message of communal emotional hygiene. This is season three, Living with Joy, episode three, Unlock Your Thoughts. Unlocking your thoughts is a common psychological phrase that summarizes the concept of understanding your thoughts and feelings. I refer to a phrase coined by Dr. Guy Winch often to disseminate going a step further and creating a healthy thought process from your understanding using emotional hygiene. Thinking about your thoughts is best done in a moment of thought, but most can handle a dedicated time per day, reserving emotional thought processing for when it is appropriate to do so. For every thought, there is an opportunity to understand yourself using a process of self-reflection that leads to understanding, enabling forethought so you can have a healthy mindset, emotionally hygienic mental health. Some people call emotional thought just a thought. Some call it internal dialogue. Some even go as far as calling them voices. But no matter how active or frequent your thoughts are, Unlocking them helps to understand the reason we have them, the reason we are conscious. Unlocking your thoughts is to look in on the reflection of who you are. Reflection is defined in two ways, as serious thought or consideration and the throwing back of light, heat, or sound by a surface without absorbing it. Both are true of unlocking your thoughts, but the light is your joy, the heat your passion, and the sound your inner voice. We think every second of every day, thousands of mostly subconscious thoughts. It can be overwhelming when you consider dissecting each one until you learn to think calmly with active intent. I understand the concept, but have not yet mastered it. I know how active my thoughts are and my conditioned responses, but have not mastered control, just awareness of the process and action. I've only gotten as far as hoping for the best with vague responses, preventing myself from playing into a thought without unlocking it first. The optimal time to process your thoughts is when it is time for self. Granted, a hard come by thing, but it is important to include include in the daily schedule. You may recall your thoughts for the day during self-care, like brushing your teeth or taking a shower, 
you may think of them while doing chores like dishes or vacuuming, or even while laying in bed. Only you can decide when is the most appropriate and effective time to think about your thoughts from the day. Recalling a thought starts with a summary of the moment the thought was created. Known in most clinical therapy practices as the activating event. Our sensory receptors read the moment and poise us to react. But the next bit of information about the moment starts the thoughts rolling as we start interacting with the moment, living the experience. Looking back at the moment, then playing it forward like a movie highlight reel, helps you to move into the next aspect of recalling your thoughts on the moment, identifying your beliefs. Your beliefs are your perspective lens, if you will. And there is a lot to dig into you if you have the time. Beliefs include your values, conditioning, motivations, opinions, considered consequences, and so much more. It is what you think was going on and will result of the moment. These are judgmental thoughts we have seconds after we begin interacting with the moment. The next part of recall is playing detective and tracing the why. First, you'll trace the why after why of your beliefs until you reach self-acknowledgement. Then you'll do the same with the moment until you find the lesson or way to remove yourself from the equation. Why is a simple question, but when the answer is followed with another why, consecutively with childlike wonder, the answers start to give self-clarity. Recall is just the tip of the iceberg to unlocking your thoughts, though it is the biggest aspect of reflection, which is like self-therapy. As your own therapist, now you need to discover the impact of the moments you recalled from the day. The impact is what establishes the emotional aspect of a thought regarding a moment. How you felt in the heat of reactive thought in the moment is often different than how you feel by the time you choose to reflect. And what hindsight reveals can often be hard to swallow. Until you can actively process your thoughts in the moment, you can inquire on why you felt a certain way and what that means. More importantly, you can analyze your reactions in hindsight and teach yourself ways to grow from those reactions, how to avoid repeating and how to encourage the desired reaction. I am fully aware of my safety behaviors, but they are so ingrained it is difficult not to fall into them when triggered. It is what makes me too nice the slide take advantage and too driven by perfection and wonder that I overexert myself regularly. These ingrained thoughts that create conditioned behaviors are what some, including myself, call your ruling. The impacts of your ruling are lasting, impacting a multitude of choices thereafter. The rules we create in our thoughts are seemingly harmless, formed for our own protection, much like judicial laws. These rules are often called biases once made a rule, but reflection, sorry, but in reflection, you want to recognize that you are creating the rule through your thought process. These rules stem into assumption, like saying blondes are fun while redheads are wild, but based on personal experience. Your rule might be you are bad if you think a certain way, safe if you think a certain way, selfish if you think a certain way, or even the ideal if you think a certain way. 
I'm not a psychologist, so I can only refer to this as cause and effect in cognitive processing, and it starts in infancy. <laughs> the first time the senses receive a signal, say that one that gives you thoughts that you are hungry, your brain scrambles trying to figure out what to do. The first thing it tries as an infant is to cry. It works and food fills you. Now it is a rule the brain refers to every time that signal is sensed. As you grow up, food doesn't come by crying and the brain scrambles again with the uncertainty until a new rule is added to the file. Eventually, there are several rules that create a complex thought dialogue. These rules are in fact stored memories and without hygienic processing can hold you back from achieving what you were capable and meant to achieve. If you are holding many rules, the third most important tier of reflection will be the most beneficial, but also the hardest to work through, which is perspective. The first two tiers identify the personal aspects of our thoughts, but when reflecting on perspective, we must acknowledge the facts without the thoughts you've spun around the moment. Acknowledging the facts allows you to own your thoughts, choices, reactions, and leave the moment in the time it existed instead of carrying it with you as you experience more moments. There are many facts to identify, like the relevance of something or someone has to us in the long term, or if the rising action holds as much weight when you remove your emotional twist in the plot. The most important fact to recognize in reflection is that we have grown, can grow, and will continue to grow from everything we experience, good or bad. Identifying the facts of a moment usually brings clarity to the lesson weaved into your thoughts, though sometimes you will need to pull out the magnifying glass here, particularly if denial is at play. The lesson may reveal a truth about yourself, as is often the case with thoughts surrounding a relationship or social issue. The lesson could also be a leveling up of conscious awareness, which is often found in consideration of one's productive state. The lesson could be to explore a different path, as much as it could be to remember your roots. The lesson is always geared towards self-improving growth, so I caution you not to stop at the signs of safety. The lesson behind our thoughts is kind of like saying our subconscious is driving us towards learning our unique purpose in experiencing the beauty of life. Once you find the lesson behind your thoughts, you will be able to understand the motivation behind the way you are thinking. Some days we wake up and our thoughts are good. The world seems like magic. Everything is just flowing perfectly. Other days, all we think about is laced with pain or worry and the day feels like it's falling apart at the seams. This is what is referenced when spiritualists promote the concept of manifesting your reality. It is not thinking rich, be rich, but think rich and your thoughts will guide you to sense what will bring you riches, which you can then choose to follow. The motivation behind your thoughts is within your control if you choose to be in control. I like to consider subconsciously allowing motivation to flow as it will, a reflection of your core values. When your thoughts depict that the moment is in violation of your values, your reaction will be to stand and fight that if the moment reveals thoughts of alignment, you will be intrigued to immerse yourself. I have a neurodivergent mind with an active multi-sided internal dialogue, so I spend hours understanding what it, 
all means. And with all that my thoughts still rule a moment and trigger distress. I was shoveling the driveway with my husband the other day, which is rare, which is a rare event, but the snowblower broke. While shoveling, my husband told me I was shoveling wrong and making it harder on myself the further I went. I know his motivation was to save my back and make what I was doing easier, but I questioned, a little gruff, what am I supposed to do? Still unsure of why such simple words would cut with insult. I know he didn't doesn't respond well to conflict. Should, I should not have been surprised when he shut down, saying just do whatever. But my bo- motivation was to learn what to do, so I felt shut down. Of course, from there, my thoughts spun a web of disconnect between us and exaggerated with the many other moments that aligned with this thought. I am getting better at unlocking my thoughts in the moment, so instead of pushing the fact into a fight, I accepted he wasn't going to teach me and went inside, admittedly while making a few snide comments under my breath. I'm sure he heard and had his own thoughts about. I realized my motivation would not be achieved by pushing my thoughts, learned I need to work smarter, not harder, recognized the fact that I needed to try other ways of shoveling the next time the need arrives, and identified the rules I followed formed in my disorganized attachment style. Owning the fact my reaction was inappropriate and that I felt hurt by being shut out in his conditioned reaction to my way of expressing my thoughts. But still, the moment happened, and I can only move forward with the understanding I gained from experiencing it. As John C. Maxwell is quoted as saying, reflective thinking turns experience into insight. Joy is yours to live with when you own your thoughts. Taking time to reflect in a proper moment for recall how each thought impacts your perspective is a key component to storing a perspective that is joyous in your memories. Your book of life is a collective of your thoughts as you experience that. If you read back your book, it would share your understanding of what it means to experience life to the reader. Understanding your thought is the next stage to unlocking them because it adds more depth to what you discovered in reflection. Understanding adds meaning, intention, and growth that will improve the quality of the thoughts that ripple from the initial thought and help you execute your expression of your thoughts in line with your motivation. The meaning of your thought reveals hidden details we may never have considered had a moment not triggered its occurrence. The meaning of your thoughts reveals hidden details similar to the concept of dream interpretation. Sometimes it can be a little obscure if not compared to the events in your life. Lately, I have been torn between fulfilling some very ambitious dreams and being a superstar simpleton with an awesome life. I know I have the skill to do both. The latter is a choice I must own, made when my dreams were just a collection of hobbies and mindsets now a hybrid fruit of communal development. My thoughts circulate around this uncertainty, finding ways to justify a change in my path, recognizing the transformations I will need to make and identifying the sacrifices. Sometimes the thoughts are direct, like fearing that my family is not on team dream and my family is priority value, so I must step down from chasing my dream. Other times, they are contrived, like thinking no one is listening to the messages of light for change. 
and I am wasting my efforts, which stems out of my frustrated fear to take the leap. What a thought means to us as expressed to the world is really the same as it is perceived by the others. There is an agenda of events that ripple from a moment. Many consider as cosmically intended fate or even karma to an extent. You may have a thought with a positive meaning for you, like a move towards success, for example, but another person suffers when you follow the thought with action because they missed the chance to take the step. The other person will likely react to you negatively, which will probably make you feel guilty, which is why you need to understand the meaning of your thought. By understanding what following a thought means to you and others, you can own the actions that follow, knowing you did so intentionally. I once followed the path of success until I looked back and realized my path was paved with people I had stepped over to get where I was. People who were struggling and hurt, angrily thinking it should have been them instead of me. I warned those on that path of success not to look back and walk forward with certainty, seeing the meaning in each you left in the dust to gain their own courage and learn their own lessons from what they choose. However, not every path has people stuck like rocks along it. Some end abruptly. Some have fans lining the sides. Some have steep peaks and deep valleys. And some loop and wind all over the place. Like driving on the highway, you absolutely need to look out for other vehicles. But if you worry about all the cars all the time, you'll probably not even make it on the highway. And if you do, you will cause traffic jams and accidents. Our thoughts push us along each of our paths, which is sometimes a merge and a cross. And we test these rules when we discover that we discovered in reflection in different experiences, eventually forming a method to how thoughts are processed and stored, a coding that acts like an algorithm, sending you data catered to your journey. Most of our coding is referred to as conditioning in psychology, of which there is classic and operant. We are conditioned by the life we experience and how we hold the information we remember. The people, places, and things we are exposed to play their part in creating rules by regularly repeating their biases in our ear. The information they share, not necessarily relevant to one's life, but was to theirs. And their love for you gives them the thought that sharing it will keep you safe. My coding includes my father's biases towards perfection. My memories said to problem solve for survival. My experiences forced me to adapt and grow. My relationship with my mom ruled to never trust someone completely. And my abusers taught me to never look weak. My traumas conditioned me to serve or be left lonely. I could write a book about the coding behind my constant barrage of thoughts, but understanding how all the factors feed details into your thoughts allows you to decide when, which to accept and which to simply acknowledge and move on from. You are the one who chooses what to do with a thought once it is had. You choose the intention you give a thought. Understanding the intention you give to a thought requires you to pause before reacting. Otherwise, the intention is ruled by the subconscious. Either way, the intention you put behind a thought plans the outcome. If you want someone to like you and you think 
I'll insult them. Your intention is hardly being met. If your intention is to show someone love and your thought is to learn their love language, then likely your intention will be received loud and clear. Your intention depicts what information is transferred in or out. Just being a teen is an example enough of this. They want independence so bad their thoughts are consumed with rebelling against the parents' control, even against information they accept and appreciate. Reality is manifested from our intentions, making our thoughts real. Thinking something often with desire is kind of like practicing for a sport or training in the field. Just as the more you do something, the easier it gets, the more you envision something, the easier it is for you to embrace in reality. If you think happy, you present as happy. People react to your happy vibe, often with happy back. You perceive happy in your world. You get a little happier. The cycle continues until you manifest a world of happiness for yourself. Of course, it is not easy to think happy when you are depressed or stressed, but those feelings manifest the same way. Only you can decide what you want to focus your thoughts on. Like Facebook advertising, the sensory receptors will send that information out to the world and seek to receive it, ignoring different possibilities in perspective. Learning to understand how you control the intention of your thoughts and how you use your thought processes to motivate you to experience life to the fullest provides you with the opportunity to grow from your thoughts. Growing from your thoughts provides us with the core knowledge to reach the milestones for societal for society to call us grown up. You can surely recognize how much different you think now than you did when you were younger. This is because you learned to explore your thoughts while experiencing the world, creating a code of ethics to follow. There is a lesson in every moment we experience, good and bad, ones alike. The lesson can be obvious, like when you learn teamwork from experiences with friends, learn how to socialize from experiencing a positive group setting, learn that the heart is, a fra- is fragile from the experience of breakup. Or learn to wear sunscreen because you got burnt badly once. The lesson can also be obscure. Like discovering a talent that won't make sense until you're older. Discovering what you like in a partner from learning what you didn't like in the last relationship. Discovering your possibilities from people who never gave you a chance and pushed you in a different direction. Or discovering your strengths from trauma. The lessons mold us, giving us a unique perspective of the world so we can grow into self-awareness. Self-awareness is considered a level of enlightenment, but it is attainable for all of us without becoming a dedicated spiritualist. As we grow through the lessons in life, attaining core knowledge and unlocking the meaning and potential in the power of thought, we understand who we are, why we are, what we like, what we don't, the things we find agreeable, how we should interact with people, and so forth. Self-awareness is not reserved for the deathbed, as it may sound, but is a realization that you are writing your book of life as you live it and choose to be the author of the most riveting read to ever be logged into the library of the conscious collective, sometimes referred to as the Akashic Record. Society has never held me back, but self-sabotage has. Understanding my thoughts helps me to navigate around this and reach my potential with dedicated motivation to do so. 
Brian T Tracy, a North American motivational public speaker and self-development author, is quoted as saying, your life is a reflection of your thoughts. If you change your thoughts, you change your life. Joy comes from understanding how we think about things, good and bad, and having the intention of storing its meaning for growth. Once we understand our thoughts, we have almost unlocked them. What remains is to understand what to do with our thoughts and how to use them. Forethought uses self-awareness to calculate a path of thinking, to manifest a trajectory, trajectory directly towards your purpose. It is to have careful consideration of what will be necessary or may happen in the future. Forethought provides you with a purpose, ambition, and plan for your thoughts to follow. Asking what a thought does for you and what you are going to do about it gives purpose to expanding a thought. A single thought is like planting a seed. Looking how to nurture that seed to full bloom is to use forethought to nurture a thought seed. If you don't care for the garden and let lots of similar thought seeds fall into it, eventually your mental landscape is full of weeds. Once you realize the purpose of your thoughts, you can give them ambition to reach their potential. Every thought you have gets fed this ambition as a layer of information, allowing you to redirect it towards your goals. If the thought can align, it gives you more drive. But when the thought doesn't align, that ambition will guide you to flip the thinking to a positive thought. Positive thinking helps you embrace whatever life throws your way and use it to improve and become the best you can be. <clears throat> Wanting to live life fully, discovering how much better you can become instills an ability to plan for the future you desire. Having forethought for the journey you want to take in life helps you find your way back on track when you get a little detoured and feel lost. The plan will call out to you like the GPS lady telling you where to go and redirecting when you miss a turn. Everything you think about will feed your fiery drive to reach your goals, like throwing coal into a steam engine and rocketing you down the rails. Forethought is the cow catcher on the front of your train as well. As you ram into boulders of problems that fall on your path, it breaks them down into small, little, easy-to-manage rocks. Over the last few months, many of my thoughts have been about the worth of my efforts towards Light for Change, as well as how long I have left to achieve my dreams. Both my efforts and my dreams are lofty, expensive plans, but having taken time to reflect and understand, I realized that right now I am running two races into exhaustion, and coming in last in both races. I applied forethought and determined that I can merge my efforts into my dream with a brief pause to build my bank and some subtle tweaks to my dream that actually make it a little more realistic. Thucydides said it best way back in 411 BCE. Few things are brought to successful issue by impetuous desire, but most by calm and prudent forethought. Joy is yours to nurture when you take time to think about your thoughts and perspectives and allow them to guide you with purpose towards your ambitions, fulfilling the cosmic plan. Every thought, conscious or subconscious, is stored in the mind, impacting our mental health. Unlocking our thoughts ensures they are stored in a way that is recalled for positive and purposeful growth.
allowing yourself to break down your thoughts in reflection, understanding them by putting them back together, and making them better with forethought on how they help you reach your purpose is true awareness. As I leave you to think on this topic, I challenge you to think about this mindfulness exercise until then as well. The question is a confidence booster from the emotional hygiene activity cards. Think about what your perfect happy future fulfilling your purpose looks like. Now think about all your unique traits indicating indicating how they will help you shine bright enough to stand out and achieve your vision. For example, I see myself sharing awareness, so I would say my curiosity will diversify my understanding. I will close the conversation by drawing another card from the World of Joy cards, which will be the opening question for next week. The question drawn is how do you feel joy? Stay wonderful, wholesome, happy, open-minded, and natural. Smile as much as you can. Take care until we talk again. This has been Heidi Hardy on the Mind Matters podcast created by A Light for Change. Have yourself a wonderful day.